come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get aesthetic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, thank you for joining us on another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I am Matt. And I am Kimbra. And we are here to talk to you guys about how you can, well, some tips. Not We're not going to tell you how to do anything. Uh, that's up to you to decide. But we are going to give you some top 10 tips that we came up with on how you might be able to increase your odds of getting a cruise excursion to your liking. To your liking. That was a little, I felt a little Muppet. In, in I'm going to say that sounded... To your liking, Sam the Eagle, maybe. I think I was going Sam the Eagle. Okay. Sam the Eagle. Okay. Um, so before we get into that, we have just a couple bits of news. To, <coughs> we have just a couple bits of news <laughs> to go over. Breaking news, Kimbra sneezing. <laughs> Bill with eleven. You. Um, no. okay. So what's the news? What's the what's the thing we want to we want to talk about? You mean like, like the, the regular thing or are you thinking something different? No, the regular thing. Oh, you mean <laughs> you mean the group cruise? The group cruise. The fantastic group cruise. Yes, indeed. Which is leaving out of Tampa on the Carnival Pride, March 12th through 19th, 2023. Tell us where it's going, Matt. Well, it's going to go to Grand Cayman in the Cayman Islands. Next, it's going to go over to Mahogany Bay on Roatan in Honduras. After that, it's going to take a quick stop to Belize in Belize. And finally, a, tick, a trip to Quintana Roo, Mexico, and the island of Cozumel. That's great, Matt. And can, can you tell them how to book this cruise? Why, yes, I can, Kimbra. All you have to do is shoot an email, an alien email an over alien. to fantastictravel at gmail.com. That's fantastictravel at gmail.com. And if you act today, you will not get a free set of Gitsu knives. So what Matt's really saying is we need some more cool people on the group cruise to come with us. We've got a bunch. I know there's there's people that are thinking about it, people that have talked about it, people that need to book it. Yes, book it, Dano. Uh, look, it's going to be a lot of fun. We are going to be hosting the second Helping Hands for Cruising recipients, which is really exciting. And and we've been like getting to know them because we've been booking them and talking to them and stuff like that. Talking in fact, to him, they might still be in, in our chat if you're if you're live on the YouTube. Uh, James and Cindy Catanese, and they are spectacularly wonderful people just like kenny who was also in here for a minute but kenny does a lot of things and he is the first recipient going on the group cruise in october which is the spikers us and more and the down on the cruises group cruise so if you're interested in that head on over just look for helping hands for cruising and you will find links if you can't find it shoot us an email fantastic travel at gmail.com we will point you in the right direction for the other group cruise or we will get you set up for 
our group cruise. If you have questions, comments, concerns, stories, anything like that that you'd like to share on this podcast, you can also shoot us an email to fantasticcruising at gmail.com and we might read it on the podcast as long as it's not really filthy. And if you get the two emails mixed up, I'll get them to the right places. And we might even read it if it is really filthy. Depending on, you know, how muddy it is. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so so that's going to be exciting. Also, um, also we, we said this before we started, but just in case you're listening out there and you're confused about it, we do have a YouTube channel where we did just launch a new video, finally. Finally. And that video was us snorkeling where? Was that the Half Moon K video? Yes, it was Half Moon K. <laughs> Half Moon K, and uh, and that is on the YouTube channel that is now called the Fantastic Cruising. No, well, it's, it's just called, called Fantastic Cruising. Called Fantastic Cruising, uh, formerly Fantastic Studios, but we try to make things simpler, so it is now Fantastic Cruising, the YouTube channel. And uh, go check that video out. Make sure and give it a thumbs up if you like it. Hit the bell so you're notified when new videos come out on YouTube and Fantastic Cruising. I also want to point out that we deleted the Fantastic Studios page on Facebook. We did. We did. Was my face just blurry? And anyway, yes, we did. Yeah. Because we're trying to streamline things, make things simpler. You know, it's a confusing world. We don't want to add to that confusion. Um, also, speaking of confusing, I have a channel that I've started recently, and, and really Kimber's helping me out with it uh, uh, immensely, and that is my Draw With Matt channel. So if you want to watch me draw and listen to me blabber on and chat with folks, um, check that out. There's going to be some videos, regular videos coming out on there as well, but it's all going to be focused on drawing. And it is it is not a cruise or even creature-centered channel, although I guarantee you there will be a lot of those things because it's because it's me and that's part of who I am. But but there's more to me than cruising and creatures, believe it or not. And so um, I'll be drawing other things too and having fun. I have to I have to point this out, something that was said in the chat that made me laugh a little bit because I read it totally wrong, sort of. So Meg said, your ribs looked great and then tagged Cindy. But when I first read your ribs look great, so I started working out again this morning and, and my abs are kind of starting to hurt. That'd be fast results so, right there. so when wow. I read your ribs look great, I was like, you can't see my ribs, <laughs> but yeah, that's totally off subject, but that's what I thought of when I read your, that. Your ribs look great. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> okay. So, um, all right. Where, where are we going? What, what's happening now? Oh, we're gonna do we're gonna do the cruise creature right now. We're gonna mix things up. Are you ready? I'm ready. I gotta find the thing. Today's cruise creature brought to you by the island of Bermuda. That's right. The cruise creature today is the Bermuda Chub. Go ahead and throw a picture up there. Oh. If you're listening in, you won't be able to see this unless you have some sort of superpower that I am unaware of. But you can head on over to YouTube and check out the video or just Google Bermuda Chub. The thing is, you might get different results depending on um, what I think age the fish is. And so this, the reason we're doing this fish, the Bermuda Chub, as a cruise creature is because we decided it would be kind of cool to start covering some cruise creatures that are super, super commonly encountered on cruises, not on the ship, 
but in the water in the Caribbean. Maybe we should do a human next time. As a cruise creature? I mean, do you encounter humans? I do. I do. I just find humans to be less interesting than most other Well, creatures. of course. But anyway, the Bermuda Chub, it, it is called the Bermuda Chub. I don't know why it's called Chub. Don't even go there. But anyway, uh, it's not just found in Bermuda. In fact, it's most pretty much in a large portion of the earth. It, it covers... Um, kind of tropical, subtropical areas. It does go by a few different names, but Bermuda Chub is what it's normally referred to in the Caribbean. And if you are to see it, it'll sometimes look like the picture that's up right now, which is kind of a disc-shaped fish. But if you see juveniles, and that's what I've been able to ascertain from doing research, um, is that you get the spotty one. So go ahead and put the spotty one up there. But here's my problem with this. I've seen large Bermuda Chub with these spots, and I've seen them disappear and fade away. So uh, I, I've had a hard time researching what the spots are, but the only thing I've seen reference to is that it's when they're juvenile. So take that for what it's worth. But if you are in an area swimming near the surface, there are certain fish that tend to come and check you out because usually people have been feeding them. And this is one of those fish, the Bermuda chub. Sometimes they have a little bit of a yellowish tint to them, like on their uh, face and around their eyes. Sometimes they look a little pink as well, but um, but normally they're just going to be that kind of disc-shaped fish, the Bermuda chub. I'll tell you a, a, an interesting thing about the Bermuda chub. Do you want to hear it? I do. Do you want to hear it? I do. Okay. Here's what's kind of interesting about the Bermuda chub. When they're little, when they're little baby fish, they hang out in the sargassum. Oh. Yeah. They float around. That's why they're circumglobal is they float around in the sargassum, and then when they get bigger, they go wherever they're closest to, I guess, and they start living there, living their life there. That's one fact. Now, here's the other one. What, they eat a lot of different things, which is why they're around where the people are feeding them. But one of the things they've been seen to do is to feed on the excrement of spinner dolphins. Oh. Like it's been noted that they follow dolphins around and eat their poo. Oh, you know what? I literally and vomit. Oh, and vomit. Okay. I mean, why not? I don't know how often dolphins vomit, but they probably poo more than vomit. This is going downhill fast. Anyway, yes. Think about that next time you're swimming in the ocean. All the dolphin poo and vomit that you're swimming in. <laughs> I have a fun fact too. Okay. Um, the Bermuda Chub is not the most sought after fish for eating. Do you know why? Do they have cigarette poisoning or something? Because of the smell of its innards and its oh. greenish gray flesh. Oh, I didn't, I didn't find that fact. That's interesting. So if you're a fan of, um, but apparently <laughs> once it's cleaned properly and cooked well, it's reported to taste mild with a smooth and tender texture. Oh, okay. So you just got to get past that. Uh, Moonlight adventure said, sounds like a really crappy, situation yes yes indeed all right moving on jt says because they eat poop well that will do it i mean you are what you eat right so sometimes that'll make you uh kind of gross yeah we almost did the frigate bird we've actually covered the frigate bird before but we saw some when we were in egmont key last weekend and um when we saw one doing this behavior frigate birds will like harass smaller birds like gulls and stuff like that to and, and what the gulls will do is an escape mechanism is they will they will vomit they will regurgitate and it makes them lighter and it distracts the predator 
Well, they make them regurgitate and then they eat the regurgitated fish. So the gulls go and fish and get all, do all the work. And then the frigate bird, which is huge and um, comes down and makes them puke and then eats it. Anyway, well, that's the frigate bird. So, you know, Sean says, Hey, if there's nothing else to eat, just saying, um, I might start. I don't know. All right. So yeah. here we go. We're going to get into our main topic tonight, which is 10 tips for selecting and booking excursions. And you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Um, You can go first. Okay. Tip number one, uh, think about it sooner rather than later. So here's, here's what I mean by that. When you, when you book your cruise, you should start thinking about excursions very, very soon after you book your cruise, depending on how far out you book it. I mean, if it's like four years out, then you probably have some time. But if you booked it like six months in the future, start thinking about it now. Here's why. One, you need time possibly to do the proper research and make sure you get the right excursion for you and that you get a good excursion. But also, if it is a good excursion and you're booking through the cruise line, which we're going to talk about that as well, um, sometimes the good ones do fill up and sell out. Now, I will tell you, in my experience, that doesn't happen that often. Did happen to us. But I have seen it happen. It has happened to us, and they opened it back up for us. Right? Yeah, it ended up but, working out. But that is a thing. And the reason you should book it early is because if you're booking through, this is for the cruise line specifically, and this may apply to booking outside of the cruise line, but if you're booking through the cruise line, most cruise lines will give you a 100% money back up until like something like 24 hours, maybe 48 hours before the excursion. Check with the cruise line on what their particular policy is, but it's usually pretty generous. And so, you know, you can always cancel it later, but you can't book one that's filled up. So get your slot, make sure you don't miss out. That's that's tip numero uno. Okay. You want the next one in? Sure. Um, look at all of your port stops as a whole. Um, as as a whole, days in a row. That does not... This is notes. Oh, I those are just notes. Got it. So think about how many places you're going and if you've got sea days between, if you've got like port, 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 port. Um, think about all of that and don't necessarily overdo it um, or don't necessarily pick the wrong thing for the wrong place. So if you want a beach day, maybe look at where you're going and where the best port for beach day is instead of just saying like, okay, this is our first stop. Let's go to the beach. Might not be the best place for the beach. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, especially if you're new to cruising and you're like, maybe you're a person that doesn't live near the beach. That's, I think the beach is a good example. People might be like first port beach, but maybe that's like not the best place to do that. So, or, or, you're all about adventure, which is wonderful and amazing. But if you are going somewhere and waking up at 7 a.m. every morning, for some people, that's not normal. Um, and you're ziplining one day and you're hiking one day and you're another what cave tubing another day. And you're like just adventure, adventure, adventure. You are going to wear yourself out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then you're going to either end up skipping a port. I know people who have done that and that's, I mean, that's okay, but you don't want to skip the one that you were really looking forward to because you just don't have the energy. Uh, so kind of plan that in ahead. Look at the whole, look at the whole picture. The next tip, tip number three is research the port uh, 
do you want time in port to like shop, eat, drink, stuff like that? So basically uh, a good example of this is on our last cruise, we only had one port stop. It was Cozumel, Mexico. We were considering doing the whale shark excursion, which there were some, there were a lot of factors that went into why we decided not to do that. But one of those factors is that we would have literally gotten off the ship when immediately, immediately, first thing in the morning, as soon as we could off the ship, immediately over to Cancun to do the whale shark thing, we would have gotten back like kind of late. I mean, it would have been okay. The cruise line knows that, but we would have had no time, zero time at all. Not even like five minutes to shop in Cozumel, do anything fun in Cozumel. And we kind of wanted that Cozumel experience. So uh, think about that. Do you, how long are you in the port for? How far is that is that excursion going? How long is it going to be? And is that okay with you? Maybe it is. I mean, if we were doing multiple ports, I probably have been like, that part doesn't bother me at all. But think about what you want and then make sure that you plan appropriately. Because like someplace like Cozumel has got a lot of really cool shops. Uh, maybe you want to get a drink. Maybe you want to chill out at like Fat Tuesdays or one of those places yeah. and, and have a drink. And now you don't have time, or maybe you want to get a fish pedicure, you know? I'm all about the fish pedicure. We did that in Costa Maya. We got fish pedicures. Wasn't that Costa, yeah. Costa Maya? Mm -hmm. So, you know, make sure you have time to do what you want to do, or, you know, if you don't want to do that stuff, that's, that's okay too. All right. Next one you've got here. Next we have, look at the cruise line options first to see the times and examples of what is available. So the looking at the cruise line excursion options is a great way to get an idea of what you can do at each port. And then once you get that idea and you may not want to book through the cruise line, but then you can, you can go outside of that and see what other options are there. But if you don't look somewhere first, you're not necessarily going to know them. Yeah. And often cruise lines will have a wider variety of excursions then you would see like if you went to an excursion company or something and and also there may be something you would have thought of that the cruise line offers like whale sharks who knew right who knew so it's a good thing that even if you're like adamantly opposed to, to doing an excursion through the cruise line which i think is a mistake in every situation but it but i understand why you would have that uh, uh, mindset um you should at least look at them because it's not going to hurt to look at them so yeah. All right. Next one, we've got tip number cinco, which is determine if you want to book independently. Uh, so this is what we're talking about. And here's the way that, that I assess this, because I do book through the cruise line and I book outside of the cruise line. And I use certain factors to make that decision. So one of the things I think about is um, how much time is the excursion going to take and how close to when the ship leaves is that excursion going to go? Because I don't want to miss the cruise ship. And if I'm on a cruise line excursion, I know I'm guaranteed that they're going to somehow get me back to the ship and, and I'm going to be okay. Most independent companies will supposedly guarantee that. And it's not that I doubt that that's true, but there are reputable companies and probably less reputable companies and so for my peace of mind, I want to go through the cruise line. Like if I'm going to 
the whale shark thing, there's no way I would do that outside of the cruise line. But even going to like Mayan ruins or something like that, I'm not going to book outside of that because it's going to be like an hour and a half. What happens if your your little van or something breaks down and now you're stuck somewhere in the middle of Quintana Roo and you can't get back to the ship on time? The cruise ship is going to be in contact with their excursions. They might be with independent excursions, but you know they are with those. Now, having said that, um, you will probably save money if you book outside of the cruise line, which can be a big perk because you're probably also going to get a smaller group of people. You might get to customize your excursion to tailor fit your needs and you might get an overall better quality excursion. This is often the case. It's not always the case, but it, a good example of this is in Grand Cayman. If you do Stingray City and you go through the uh, cruise line, you're going to be on like a cattle boat, you know, with a bunch of people. But if you book through, what is it, Captain Mike's? Captain oh, I don't remember what they're there, called. There's There's a few different local uh, independent companies, you're going to get as good of a deal or a better deal, smaller boat, less crowd. Great example of, of when to book outside of the cruise line. And that's going to help you out. So those are some things to think about is quality, time, and money. You want to be safe, but you also want to have the best experience. Another thing that affects my decision on whether I'm going to book through the cruise line or not through the cruise line is... Um, is basically, have I been to this port before? Am I familiar with this port? Do I feel comfortable in this port? Uh, there are certain ports that I feel very comfortable in. Cozumel is one of those. Grand Cayman is one of those. Nassau is one of those. You know, I, Puerto Rico is one of those. There's a lot of ports. St. Thomas is one of those where I feel very comfortable and, and I am very uh, willing to book outside of the cruise line. There are other ports like maybe... Um, Dominican Republic, especially uh, not Amber, well, Amber Cove. I don't know if you, how easy it is to even book outside the cruise line, mm -hmm. but the what's the other port stop in Amber Cove that we've been to? La Romana. La Romana. Uh, I'd be a little bit more leery to, to book because there's Belize. Not, not a lot out there. Belize is another one. Yeah. So, you know, it's 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 your comfort level, but that's just something something to consider. All right. We are on number six. All right. Uh, we have look at the reviews from multiple sources. So if there's, um, you know, 500 some reviews, of course, you don't have to read all 500 of them. One of the things that I like to do is hit the most recent filter. So I'm looking at things that are happening or that have been happening around the time that I will be cruising. Because if you look at it from like 10 years ago, it may be completely different now. Um, so you want to look at those reviews, but then also jump over to like TripAdvisor or like do a Google search or go to YouTube and search for that specific excursion um, to get a better idea of what it is that you're actually booking. And that is a, that's a really good point that you bring up about the most recent, especially right now, because of course, you know, we all know we've gone through this horrible experience of COVID and all this stuff. And it's affected businesses, especially in some of these small port areas. And so some of them are really trying to get back on their feet. And so the experience could have changed. Um, I try and hopefully we can support them and bring all these companies back to full 
you know, uh, full speed ahead. But just be aware of that. And another thing to be aware of is if you are doing something that is animal related, um, especially underwater related, and this is probably more relevant in certain areas like Northern Caribbean, Bahamas, um, but you also want to pay attention to when those reviews were because your experience on a snorkel or something like that in July might be very different from that same exact excursion in January because of temperature changes, seasonal changes, all kinds of stuff can impact that. So uh, in, in some, some ways, in some types of excursions, that's not going to matter. But if you book the kind of excursions we book, like whale sharks aren't even available for half the year because the whale sharks just aren't there. But one of the reasons we chose not to do the whale shark excursion even though it was available, is it was the beginning of the season. And the whale shark excursion is a long ride, a very long ride there, and a very long ride back. And it's pricey. And it's, it's expensive, and it's a very short amount of time in the water. And so we wanted to maximize, when we do that excursion, and we will do that excursion, we wanted to maximize our time with seeing whale sharks. So we wanted to make sure we had the best odds of seeing multiple sharks and didn't spend what little time we have searching around for them because they're not like in a big fish aquarium they're wild whale sharks so that can be a factor as well and you kind of stole my next one a little bit i'm sorry because the next tip is look for videos of the excursion or the area oh so, i thought that was part of okay no no that was mine well too. but you know i mean you, even, youtube uh, can still kind of reviews man it, so yeah so you can not just don't just watch reviews, but just look for people's vlogs of experiences. And you can, and again, if you can find newer ones, that's going to be better, especially right now because it's getting better. But like when cruising first started back up again, like Nassau, for example, was like a ghost town. And so people's experience right at that point would be different in some ways worse because of maybe not as much going on in other ways better because there weren't as many people around, you know, depending on the excursion type. But, um, but yeah, YouTube is your friend. I mean, we have a YouTube channel, but there are so many people in the cruising community with YouTube channels now, which is wonderful. And so many people that aren't even really major parts of the, of the cruising community, but they still, they, you know, maybe they just throw some videos up or maybe they're in just travel in general they're throwing videos up of these excursions that they're doing. Sometimes you can find an excursion somebody's doing in there. They're on a land-based vacation, but they can do basically the same excursion. And, and watching that and seeing it is going to give you more information than reading a review. And you know how people are with reviews. Like people are going to nag and complain about things when sometimes they're valid, sometimes often they're not. And so when you look at those reviews – uh, make sure you're looking at the whole picture of those. That's why you want to look at different different places to find them and stuff. But also, you know, keep in mind that their opinions might vary from yours. The last excursion we did in Cozumel, we did that snorkel. And um, for us, it was not a great excursion. But all the reviews we read were phenomenal. It was like it got really high marks yeah. from all the reviews. We didn't like it. It, we still, it was okay, but we wouldn't do it again. I wouldn't recommend it to people that are like us. So, but we're different than a lot of cruisers. Some people want to go sit on a catamaran and drink and party. 
And I'm okay with that to an extent, but that's not what I thought I was booking. I thought I was booking a snorkeling adventure on a coral reef, not following along the coastline for 500 yards, but uh, probably less than that. But anyway, so if you watch videos, if you can find them, then this will give you a better understanding of what these excursions are actually like. And an even better way, possibly. Um, ask the cruise community for input. So there are tons of YouTube communities. Um, did, what did, I, did I just say cruise or YouTube? What did I just say? I don't know what I said. Cru cruise Facebook pages. Um, you know, ask your questions. I actually told Matt today, um, we're going on this MSC cruise in 42 days and we're going to, to Grand Cayman and I don't know where it's going to dock. Right. right. Um, if anybody does know where MSC docks in Grand Cayman, um, please send us a, a, a email because we're not sure and where we're going. It yeah. Impact us so because we know what we want to do there. And when we've gone there on Carnival, it's like a seven minute walk. But if we don't go to the same place if we don't dock in the same place then it might take longer that might impact what probably won't impact what we do but maybe how long we do it yes and we're going to be so, carrying scuba gear with us so yes well, not tanks or anything but still oh, it's, it's a backpack right, but it's a, you know. but yeah so so if you've got if you've got questions or you're thinking about things or you you need some ideas throw it out in some of those different community Facebook pages and groups. Um, I'm sure someone there has experienced what you're looking for. Absolutely. And and it is such a wealth of information. You know, join like JT saying in Facebook groups, join some good cruising Facebook groups. For example, <laughs> JT is, is a, a moderator basically on Mr. Traveler's um, Facebook group. And we have the Fantastic Cruising community. There are a lot of great Facebook groups out there and you will find people if you go to our chat. In fact, if you're in the chat now and you have a Facebook group or you or you have one that you like, go ahead and put it in the chat so people can see that in the future um, and they can find those on Facebook. And, and, and if you're going on a cruise, there's a good chance that there is a group on Facebook that is made for your cruise that you can get into and, you know, your mileage may vary, but uh, you can meet some fun people, but that wealth of information, and you're going to probably make some friends, which is never a bad thing. Now, James, I know you asked a question, and I'm going to try and remember to come back to that uh, at the end, because it's not exactly to do with this, but I will try and answer that for you when we're all done. I was right. also going to say that. You beat me, me okay. to it. All right, all right. Uh, next up, we are on number nine, Nueve, right? Nueve? Yeah. Okay. Um, Research what you will need. All right. So when you figure out what your what your excursion is going to be, make sure you are prepared for it. What does that mean? Um, do you need bug spray? Do you need sunscreen? Are you in a place where they won't let you put sunscreen on once you get there? Like a lot of places in Mexico, if you're on the reef, for good reason. Uh, are you going to need a bottle of water? Are you going to need cash? cash to shop, cash to give tips. If you're going on a boat, if you're going on a, an excursion on a bus, you know, a lot of times these people really, um, they can they can really use the tips. And it's in the Caribbean, I know some cultures tipping is not really a thing, but in the Caribbean, it, it is definitely sort of an expected 
thing and all they may say that you know they don't expect it but it's helpful to them and it can it can go a long way so think about what you're going to need and make sure you do that that research so that you are prepared you know what kind of shoes should you wear don't wear your fancy shoes oh uh yeah jt's saying you might have to yeah. wear closed toed shoes some places will, will require that for things that you're doing like zip lining and stuff may have mm -hmm. that requirement um you don't want to wear shoes that are going to give you a blister if you have to walk a long ways. Are you going to be in the water or out of the water? You might want water shoes. Are you going to want to bring a towel? Do you want to bring swim stuff? Are you snorkeling? Do you have snorkel gear? Right. All these things are things you want to be prepared for. Don't wait till you get there to find out that you don't have the right gear and setup uh, for that. And number 10. Number 10, make sure you fully understand the activity level and what to expect on the excursion. So I know on Carnival, I haven't looked at a lot of excursions on other cruise lines recently, which is weird. Anyway, um, I know on Carnival, there's a section that says like important notes or something like that. So it tells you like the age requirement, like you have to be at least this year's old or something of that sort. Um, there's sometimes a weight requirement. It talks about if it's like high activity, how much walking you might be doing. Um, so that stuff is really important to think about. If it's something that requires a lot of walking and walking is not your forte, probably shouldn't book that excursion. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and so that's another advantage to going with the cruise line excursions is they will give you that rating and not, not every place will. But that's another reason to do your research, to find out. Don't get yourself in over your head, something that you can't handle, something that you're not going to, you're going to be uncomfortable or possibly even in harm's way because you're not able to do it. Um, make sure you choose the excursion that is right for you. Now, we have a couple of, of kind of extra little tips we thought of that didn't make the top 10 list, but just some little tips that can help you out. Check websites of tour operators and even if you're going through a, a, a cruise line excursion, you can usually find the company, like look at the pictures and stuff, look for logos, names, and then go over and look at their website. A lot, a lot of these places have websites and you can get a lot of information from those websites. It'll give you a better idea of maybe what you're going to do or, or what to expect. Um, what is that company like and that sort of thing. Another cool tip that I like to do if I'm going to a port that I'm not super familiar with or that I, I maybe I'm a little familiar with or, or not at all is I will go to Google Maps and uh, or any map program and, and look at that port so you're kind of familiar with it. Study it. You can even download those onto your phone in most cases and your app, your whatever map app that you use will probably let you do that so that you can use it when you're not online. But this is really, really beneficial. You know, like for example, Grand Cayman is a place I love to walk around. NASA, place I love to walk around. But you're like in, you're on the island. You're not like in the port special place. So having a rough idea of what it's like is really beneficial. And you can drag the little guy if you're on Google and drop him on, get the street view so you can really see stuff it can be really helpful um so you know you know what what to expect and then i have written down budget because you had another point this morning yeah so 
one of the things that you can do is book your excursion in advance, which is, of course, kind of what we have been talking about from the beginning. But one of the reasons that I like to do that is cruising, to me, is kind of all-inclusive. So if you book your excursions before you get on the cruise, they're already paid for, which just adds to that all-inclusivity. So you know that you've booked your excursions, you've booked your cruise, anything else that you've booked has been paid for. So when you get on the ship, you don't have to pay for any of that other stuff. You don't have to, you technically don't have to pay for anything else. Um, yeah, so, so it helps kind of with budgeting, you know, kind of, or... Or you can kind of get an idea of how much each of the excursions cost. So maybe this excursion costs like $400 and this excursion is $65. Um, so you kind of know where you're at there. Yeah, yeah. So so those are our tips for helping you to pick and book an excursion. There are, I'm sure, many more tips that you can get from, say, different cruising communities and watching other videos, reading articles and different things like that. Uh, but those are those are the ones that we thought we wanted to share with you tonight. So thank you guys for listening to that. Um, tell you what, we actually look at that. It's 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 nine oh nine, and we started. I we like flew through that. Like more from work nine oh nine oh nine oh nine oh. You never watched more from work. I was even no. there when that came out. So um, what was James' question? Because he had a question that I thought was a good question not pertaining to excursions but um um yep i will find it because it's right here um can we have a dinner date in the room um how do we get food to the room so there's a couple ways for that one is you can order room service um that is typically an extra charge depending on what it is and when it is, right. but, it's, but it's a very modest fee. It is. It's not crazy, but it is an additional fee sometimes. Some, some cruise lines, it's a you pay one price, get whatever you want. Other, It's a la carte and that sort of thing. The other option would be to go up to the buffet, get what you want, and take it back to the room. Yeah, you could do that too. Was that's, there another one that I wasn't thinking of? No, that's a little more. Work, oh, okay. You can, you can do that, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, you can do that. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I see See Me Traveling is in here, and, and um, he was on live with me on Lovey's, and he has been on MSC. We need to talk to you, see if we can get you on the podcast to talk about MSC in the near future, if you would be willing to do that. Not to put you on the spot or anything, but uh, but it was nice to meet you on that, and I think it'd be a lot of fun to do that. He's been on the Divinia um, and the Meraviglia, which is probably... Meraviglia. Meraviglia. I think it's Divina Meraviglia. I'm probably saying it wrong, say it wrong. too. We also got Brian here. Just saying hi to people now. Um, cool. Cool. Okay. All right. So, anything else? I wasn't prepared to have time. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and, and wrap up, and then we can come back and hang out with the people in the chat for a little bit. All right. Let's do it.
and we're back. We're back. We're front. We're back. We're front. Hey, look, we're doing this thing now where um, we're trying to see if you guys can find Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. That was a really bad accent. And uh, and he's hidden somewhere in this somewhere in this background. So I know some of you spotted him earlier, but nobody has said where he is, which is which we appreciate. Save that for the end here. But if you can tell us where that Steve Irwin pop is, now is your chance to put it in the chat. And for those of you that are just listening to the audio portion, <laughs> you have to go to YouTube to find him. It's like Where's Waldo, but instead it's Where's, I'm not going to say Steve-O, but. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Sean was ready. Right next to the uh, D20 light right there. Yep, you see him here. Well, now all of you that are coming over from the audio version already know where to look. <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, you know, they can pause it or something, I guess. All right. There we go. But they have a reason to tune in in the future. There is my man, Steve Irwin. And we're going to hide him every week in a different location. And yes, it was it was a little bit easier this week, JT. I wanted to, I wanted to start off easy. You know, I'm got to ease you guys into it. Next week, it'll get a little trickier right. on that. Speaking of pause, 